welcome to the Dark Femme Power podcast. I am your host, Capricia Richards, life coach and sensuality breakthrough expert for high achieving women. On this podcast, we talk all about how to step into your full sensual feminine power as a powerful heart-centered woman. We have intimate conversations about life, relationships, business, and all aspects of what it means to be a feminine woman. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode on the Dark Femme Power podcast. Welcome back. I'm so glad to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. And let's get reacquainted. Let's let's dive in. And before I go ahead and give you guys the updates and all that kind of stuff, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about why you need to, you must, you must stop being nice, all right, and what you need to do instead, okay? We're going to dive into all of that inside of this episode, and also... I want to let you know that we're also on YouTube. So anytime I drop something on YouTube, anytime I drop a video version of the podcast, you guys will hear it first here. All right. So don't get too comfortable on YouTube now. All right. Make sure you always come back to the podcast because you guys are always going to be the first to hear. Okay. So let's go ahead and catch up. Oh my gosh, it's been a minute since I've been on the podcast. The last time I spoke to you guys, I was headed for Cancun and what an amazing trip that was, you guys. Oh my gosh, it was everything that it is that I needed. I feel like I had a moment to get really quiet and clear on my next steps and what God wanted me to do and to move into. And it definitely didn't happen overnight, right? It didn't happen in just that one week that I was there in Cancun, but I would say that it was definitely a a catapult. It was definitely a propeller for everything that has manifested to now, right? And so um, these last few weeks, I have been in such a space of listening to God, right? Listening to what my next steps are, right? Um, And there's a thing that's called generator stuckness, right? In human design. By the way, don't you worry. I have a video that I'm going to record. It's on my queue, of videos, I'm going to talk to you all about human design. I know I mention it in literally every single episode, so don't you worry that is coming soon. But there's a thing that's called generator stuckness. And what that basically is for is that as generators, you know, we are builders of the world, right? I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm a generator by design. So we are we are the builders of the world. We are meant to take an idea and build it, right? Bring it to life. And a part of that journey is really sometimes you will have a moment of quote unquote stuckness or literally needing to sit down where you think there's nothing happening, but it's really, truly a whole lot happening, right? And so, you know, over my journey of really learning and understanding myself, how I work, understanding my human design, all of these different tools, practices that I have 
gained and gathered over the years, I've really truly learned how to honor my space and honor when I'm being called to pause and honor when I'm being told, hey, not right now. I know you want to go ahead and, and record this and record that, but not right now. Okay. And what I have found is that is usually when God is calling me deeper into something. That is usually when God is helping me to refine my voice and refine my vision so that I can give you exactly what it is that you need. Right. And so that's a little reason for my little, um, sabbatical, I guess we could call it, but I am back and I'm really excited. So one of those things is I got the green light to go on YouTube, y'all. So we are now on YouTube. So some of these podcast episodes that I will be recording from here on out will actually be on YouTube, the video version. Not all of them, because I will tell you y'all, It is actually a whole setup. It's a whole thing to record on video, okay? And sometimes, y'all, I just really want to sit down and record what it is that I have to say, right? Without setting up the video and doing this and doing that. Sometimes I just want to sit down and press record, okay? So not all of the podcast episodes will be video. So make sure you are always coming back to the audio, Okay, this is where we will be the most frequent when it comes to the podcast. All right, so now that we have caught up, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. So, as I said, we're going to be talking about the number one reason why you must stop being nice and what you need to do instead. So, I have made um, quite a few videos on this topic talking about why you need to stop being nice, the detriments of it, why we don't need to be doing it, why it's a scheme, and why you need to be doing something else, okay? So I'm going to be walking you through some of the results that I was personally getting when I was trying to be this nice girl, right? When I was playing this nice girl role, and I'm going to talk to you about the results that that got me. And then I'm going to talk to you about what happened when I made the switch to what it is that I'm going to share with you and what happened once I made that shift. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and start by defining what does nice even mean? And I think this is going to blow your freaking mind when you hear this. Okay, so I looked up the definition of of the word nice. So the first definition that came up was pleasing, agreeable. Then I scrolled a little bit down and it said that nice actually comes from the Latin word nicious, which actually had a negative connotation, meaning unaware, ignorant. Okay. I'm going to say that again. The real meaning of nice is actually unaware, ignorant. Okay. And so I personally feel because we are always being pushed on, right? You have to be nice. You have to be nice. You have to put everybody else before yourself and that's more noble and be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice, right? And I personally think that it is a, it was specifically designed that way, 
right? Because when people are empowered, it causes certain things to not work how they want it to work. If you catch what I'm putting down, okay? So y'all, when I found out about this definition, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. So let's talk about what this nice girl role was looking like in my life. Y'all know everything that I speak about It's coming from a personal experience or I'm pulling from a client share. It's it's coming from real life experience, okay? So let's talk about why I was being nice. I grew up in a single mom Caribbean household, okay? I grew up, my mom was a police officer. So not only would she work 12-hour shifts, but then she would go back and do a double, okay? So... My mother was very hardworking and just always working, right? And she was doing that because she wanted to to put me into private school, okay? So from the age of seven, she enrolled me into one of the best schools on the island, okay? And so from the age of seven, here I am going to this private school, And I started to have behavioral issues is what they called it. You know, just innocent, you know, just I want to be funny or I just feel like I was a very opinionated kid growing up. And I don't know, maybe it's the Leo in me. I kind of like the attention from a coach standpoint, looking back and looking deeper on what I was experiencing back then, it was definitely a cry for attention. It was definitely, hey, someone pay attention to me. Someone look at me because I don't get any, I don't get the attention that I'm craving from my mom. Okay. And so looking back, that's what I I can say that was actually happening. But in the moment, you know, I was deemed as this trouble, trouble kid growing up. (laughs) Okay. Um, and then eventually I remember eighth grade, I had gotten into a fight or something, something happened. And the principal literally said, she was like, Capricia, this is your last chance. This is your last chance. And if you don't get it together, you can no longer be in this school. And I remember looking over at my mom and just seeing like the tired look on her face, right? Because not only would she work her shifts, you know, just always working, she would also direct the traffic in front of my school in the mornings, right? So my mother was just constantly just grinding and hustling to keep me in this school, right? And I was like, oh my God, here I am like just messing up, And she's paying this money for me, like investing this money to go to the school. And I am just like, look, I I have just completely disappointed this woman. And so, you know, somewhere along the lines, I wanted to be better, right? I wanted to be better. And so I started to hold back things that I wanted to say. I just started being almost like a shell (laughs) of who... Um, I truly was, right? I started to really tone down my expression. I really started to tone down the things that I believe and just tone everything way down. 
And what I noticed is that I stopped getting in trouble. I wasn't in the principal's office. I wasn't getting yelled at as much by my mother. And I was, I was like, oh, wow, this is nice. Like, this is nice. People aren't looking at me as like this bad kid anymore. Like, wow, this is such a breath of fresh air, right? And so over time, I, I developed this sense of, oh, okay, I get it. When I stuff myself down, that's when everybody else likes me, okay? So this carried on into adulthood. It carried into uh, college. And I remember a very, very clear, very clear memory. I remembered we were hosting a uh, tournament or the NCAA regionals or something like that. I was a volleyball player in college. And so, you know, all of the teams came to our, our school. And so I remember I was holding the door open for one of the teams. I was like holding the door open and like, you know, they had a team of like 20 girls and everybody's just walking in and I'm holding the door open for all of them. And I remember my, my coach came over and knocked my hand and she was like, let them get their own door. Like, just let them get their own door. And in the moment, I was like, that's so mean. Like, why can't I just be nice? I'm just trying to be helpful. And that moment, like, really stuck out to me. Like, not necessarily in that moment, but when I was able to look back, I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. I realized what it is that I was doing. I had somehow learned how to manipulate my entire life to get people to like me, right? And to get everyone to be, for me to be on everybody's good side, right? I must do what it is that they want. I must do what it is that they ask me to do. I must be as nice as possible and just be so accommodating to everyone And after I do that, then I will get all the love. I'll get the praise. No one will be upset. Okay. And this worked. This worked really well. It worked really, really well until it didn't. So it took me a a little while to realize that I was actually coping in other ways, right? I was imploding my feelings and hurting myself to avoid hurting others and this would look like uh, binge eating. Um, I had a really uh, deep habit of like chewing on my clothes because I was literally so anxious all the time. Like I can't make the wrong move. I can't say the wrong thing. And so to curve that um, anxiousness, I had to like like chew on something, right? To like almost. Um, the way how I look at it is I was almost trying to stifle my voice because I, my body had, had connected me speaking, speaking my truth and saying what it is that I needed to say as literally life or death. Once I noticed what was happening, I was like, oh my God, I need to change this. I literally need to change this. And so I started to, you know, get to the root of some of the things that was was actually um, hurting me, some of the things that was actually coming up for me, some of the things that I was never able to say. And this came from, you know, being in different coaching containers, mentorship spaces, 
you know, working on my feminine energy, doing that deeper energy healing work. For the first time, I was able to voice the pain that I was actually feeling and the and the 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 real root of what was happening to me, right? The little girl inside of me that just wanted her mom, like literally just wanted to like cuddle up in bed at night with her mom and like watch a movie and have her full undivided attention, you know? And so being able to be in a space where I could just have someone hold space for that, allow me to release all of that, and then also upgrading my story, reprogramming my my body, reprogramming my subconscious mind to understand that I get to change it now, that I don't have to keep trying to protect that little version of me, right? That it was okay now, that we get to do it differently now, right? That was a journey and a process within itself. And I'm so glad to, you know, share these experiences with you guys because a lot of times I know that when you listen to different people on the internet or you're an influencer or TikTok or Instagram, you know, you're like, but do they even get me, right? Do they even understand what it is that I was going through? And so this is why I always say anything I'm talking about, y'all, I've been there. I've been there, done that, okay? Um, And so, yeah, fast forward, slowly but surely, I was able to start owning more of my voice. And it, it started by saying a little bit more, right? I wanna say that having a platform, being someone who has influence online, having, you know, a coaching business and from over the years of just you know, recording content and posting videos and having to step out of my comfort zone, that truly helped me a lot, right? Because, you know, sometimes you you need to say what it is that you need to say, right? And so over time, I noticed how my voice was able to, I was able to um, say what it is that I actually wanted to say. And, and it's so cool how it developed over time, Okay. So (laughs) let's talk about the kind of things that were happening for me when I was still stuck in that nice girl role and what it is that I shifted into. So in terms of relationships, the kind of uh, results that I was getting is number one, I was attracting a lot of emotionally unavailable, passive people in relationships. Okay. And I didn't, I I didn't really recognize it in that moment, right? I didn't notice it in that moment. It was just kind of like, well, I'm a go-getter and I'm going to make this person love me anyway, right? I'm used to doing all the legwork to, I've got to go get, 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 get. I've got to bring this person towards me. So that's not a problem, right? So that's one. I was attracting a lot of emotionally unavailable people, Um, I was attracting a lot of flakiness, like a lot of flaky energy. And that was not a vibe either. So I was like, uh, I don't like this. Uh, What else? People not taking me seriously. That was another thing as well. People not taking me seriously. 
yeah, just never really feeling like big or like my voice was being heard. And that, that, I mean, it makes sense because I was never really truly sharing my powerful, authentic voice like I do now, right? So it makes sense. It's almost like being in this lukewarm energy, this passive energy. And so those are the results that I was getting, okay? So let's talk about what I shifted and what, what I want you to shift into as well. And that is, I want you to shift from being nice to being kind, all right? Now, the definition of kind is someone who is generous, helpful, and caring about other people. I'll repeat that again. The definition of kind is someone who is generous, helpful, and caring about other people. This sounds very differently than nice, someone who is pleasing, agreeable, ignorant, and unaware, right? Those two things have very different energy. And so what I have noticed is that the difference between being nice and being kind is when you are trying to be nice, it's a very manipulative energy because you are people-centric first. You are so concerned with how other people feel how other people perceive you, how other people view you, their comfort. Are are you good? Are you comfortable? Okay. You're so caught up in that. And then you don't even care about yourself. You don't care about your feelings. There's no space for you, right? You don't allow other people to hold space for you because you're just always okay. You're just always all right. Okay. Versus when you have switched to being kind, it is self first people second. Again, it is self-centric first and people second. Now, if I had heard this a few years ago, I'd have been like, wow, that's really self-centered. Wow, that's really selfish. Like that is not good, right? I can see that. I can see that. I can see why. I can see how I morally, I can see it, right? In religion, you know, spirituality, there is a underlying element of selflessness, right? And being of service. And so I understand that. But we cannot truly be of service and truly be in our light if we are completely neglecting ourselves, right? And we cannot fully fill our own cup up first and then be able to pour from that overflow. What we are trained to do is to have this low filled cup and then you have you have to pour it all out. You have to pour it all out because that shows you're a good person. Cuz you were able to give everything of yours, that means you're a good person. But then what does that leave you? Where does that leave you? It leaves you low energy, it leaves you resentful because you got no damn water to drink. <laughs> right? And it just leaves you in this state of uh, disparity. And how can you serve from that? Okay? Again, how can you serve from that? There is a time and a space for everything. Absolutely. I'm not saying you just always look out for yourself and nobody else. That's not the energy that we're talking about. But there needs to be, we need to come back into balance, right? Where we are learning how to take care of ourselves as well, right? And I know I have male listeners as well, but I truly believe and I have seen 
So I know this is true. As women, we naturally put people before ourselves, okay? We can naturally do that. As the feminine, we are we have uh, a much bigger capacity emotionally than uh, the masculine does, okay? So we can hold more in that sense. We are emotionally stronger and we should not always be op- operating from a glass empty space, okay? So let me tell you how shifting from being nice to kind started to change my reality and change what it is that I was seeing, okay? Let me tell you what I shifted and what was able to be shifted. I was able to communicate what it is that I actually felt and what was actually on my heart and the things that I actually desired, but I learned the art of communication, okay? And I speak a lot about sensuality. There is such a need for being able to sensually communicate, you guys. Oh my gosh, it will take you so far if you truly learn and understand and master this, okay? I have a whole masterclass on this. You can check that out in the show notes. But um, Africa Brooks, she is a amazing writer, consultant. You should definitely check her out on Instagram. She talks a lot about this um, in her work um, about self-censorship, right? And the, the harm that that does to us and everyone else around us, right? And so something that I have learned over time is to say the thing, right? And the value and the need to still say the thing, still say the thing that people might not want to hear, or it might ruffle some feathers, but how can I say it in a way that's the most um, compassionate for the person that I'm trying to speak to, okay? And there's a huge difference in that versus I'm just going to give them the raw, hard truth, (laughs) which is definitely uh, the energy that I was definitely in uh, in my younger days was definitely from a more raw space. So it's beautiful to see how um, refined things get to be when you start operating from this space so that not only you win, but everybody else wins around you because you are being in alignment with yourself. When you are in alignment, that energy feels so good. That energy feels so grounding. People are like, wow, that person feels congruent. That person feels um, stable. I want to be around that. Okay. The second thing is I am able to have such deeper uh, compassion for other people without going into self-sacrificing myself. Okay. Before, when I was operating in a space of nice, it was almost an obligation. If I wanted, if I was going to go and help someone, like, oh my God, this person is in need, it would come from a space of, okay, if I do this, then that means I'm a good person, right? If I do this, then they'll sing my praises, right? And they will love me and they will celebrate me and they will tell everyone how good I am and how lovely I am and how nice I am and oh my God, we just love her. Whereas now I move from integrity. If something is not in my uh, capacity to do, I will say no, right? I will try my best to help people. But if something is just not in my capacity, it's a no. I will give you some examples. 
this is the way how I lead in my coaching practice. There are parameters, there are guidelines for clients because it helps me to show up in a really good space and a really good energy for you versus just letting things run haphazardly and you do whatever you want to do and then we have resentment happening on the back end, right? One of these things could look like making the decision to pause one-on-one coaching, right? I'm in a space where I need my energy to go in other places. And so we don't have as much capacity for one-on-one coaching, right? And being able to honor that within myself and being able to say, hey, come find me in other places, right? Hey, God, I'm available for other opportunities and where else you want me to be. Everything else has got to wait, okay? And then having the trust and the faith that you will be met. And then inside of my relationships romantically and uh, my friendships and also my family as well, this is all still a work in progress, y'all. It's an everyday thing, right? Because when you have... Uh, chosen to completely shift the way that you show up, it's going to be a process for other people to get used to. Okay. So inside of my relationships, my relationships feel so much more, mm, they feel so much more truthful. They feel so much more deeper, deeper. I am not so uh, quick I am very particular about the kind of people that I am around. And when I was trying to play this nice person, I would just hang out with anyone, even though I could feel the incongruency in my gut and in my heart and in my spirit, I would still go ahead and do it. Now you could miss me with that. I know who my people are. I know what it feels like. And that's where I'm going. Okay. And lastly, I am not afraid anymore to rock the boat. I am not afraid to say the hard things. I am not afraid to have the conversations or stir the pot or say the thing that could potentially, you know, stir up some things, whether that be in my relationship or whether that be in my content or whatever else. I'm no longer afraid to go there, right? And in turn, that has brought me so many in alignment opportunities coming to me, right? I don't have to go out and search for the thing or search for the people or search for the this or search for the that. It literally comes to me because I am a lighthouse, right? I am signaling a very specific thing and whichever boat I'm signaling to specifically is going to come my way, right? Like, oh my God, this is the way home. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and I want to go ahead and let you know that I have just opened doors for my group coaching program, my dark femme group coaching program. This is a three month coaching program to help you to step into unshakable confidence, feminine influence and getting to your desired dream life chase free. So if you are interested, we already have people enrolling, go ahead and check out the uh, links down in the show notes. And if you want to personally have a chit chat about it, go ahead and message me on Instagram info, just message me info and I'll go ahead and get the conversation started.
All right. My Instagram handle is Caprivana, C-A-P-R-I-V-A-N-A-A, two A's at the end. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.